This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Go woke, go broke. That's what a lot of people said when the NFL and Colin Kaepernick had the whole take a knee during the national anthem thing, and people said that they wouldn't watch the NFL anymore and that <laughs> the league wouldn't be a thing in a couple of years. Well, earlier this week, in fact, just yesterday, the NFL struck a new deal with uh, its television partners. The broadcast deals will start in the 2022 season. And they will run to 2020. I, I, excuse me. They start in the 2023 season and they run till 2033. Uh, the <laughs> breakdown. Uh, we'll get to this in a second because it's the biggest change of it all. But Amazon is going to spend one billion dollars a year. Send that to the NFL for the <laughs> rights of Thursday Night Football. CBS and Fox, 2.1 billion each for CBS to retain its AFC package and Fox to retain its NFC package. NBC floated $2.2 billion a year for Sunday Night Football rights. And ESPN slash ABC, or I guess Disney, really, spent yeah. $2.7 billion for the rights to Monday Night Football. Jeez. Uh, there's also a couple Super Bowls that get attached to that with ESPN. Uh, Fox and CBS and NBC get three Super Bowls each as well mm. uh, on the, long, the length of that deal. Uh, ESPN also has some ESPN Plus exclusivities with that deal. Uh, national games streaming only on ESPN Plus, stuff like that. So there is things that can explain it going up from what the others were paying around $2.2 billion to $2.7 billion. And Monday Night Football is supposedly, from what I'm reading from this deal, the most watched cable uh, event on TV. So that's where the money is. Uh, everything really stays the same. Like I said, uh, $10 billion a year in revenue is what the <laughs> NFL is going to look at when this deal takes place. That's up from right now where they get about $5.9 billion in revenue from their broadcast deals. So not quite doubling it, but around like a 40% increase uh, in revenue from their TV deals. Uh, NFL is alive and well. People are still <laughs> watching. That's very clear. And, and this deal really shows that. Oh, no question. Um and and kind of the big that big change is obviously um, Amazon getting Thursday night football. Thursday night football is exclusively streaming on Amazon. Yeah, uh, it's pretty crazy, and that's kind of where we're going. Uh, and there was a lot of talk too that like um, that ESPN Plus would possibly um, you know get like the Directv package or not the direct the 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 NFL Sunday ticket package and things like that. I think that ended up staying wherever it is. I think it's on like Directv or something like that. Um, but you know, I mean, it's kind of crazy. Um, that you know, ESPN Plus is now a thing, and it's kind of all starting to go sort of towards like streaming services, and that's kind of um, the the way that I mean, not just football. That's kind of the way that everything is going. Um, you see, any time you watch it, <laughs> any sort of TV, there's always a commercial for a streaming app. But you know, it's kind of nuts that that's where the NFL is going at some point. There's no question about that. Yeah, and I'm not saying you have to rush out and get Amazon Prime right, right sure. now because let, let's be honest, Thursday night football, the games are usually the bottom of the barrel that week. It, it's a lot of Jags versus Texans. And if the it's, Steelers are playing, I'm sure it'll you know, be KDK local. KDK. I'm sure know. it will locally be broadcast for any team like that. Uh, but as far as your point about things moving to the stream platform, you, you better get used to it. And yeah. There are leagues like the English Premier League puts a lot of their top flight games on their Peacock streaming app because they want to push people towards the app. And they know, hey, if we put the big dogs on this app, people are going to buy it and they're going to watch it because they want to watch this game. So I wouldn't expect that to happen this year in the NFL with Amazon or ESPN Plus. But 
over the course of this deal running through 2033, I would expect to have some big time games be exclusively on streaming platforms that you have to pay a little extra for. And then I would not be surprised that in a new kind of deal after this one expires in 2033, we don't see a lot more streaming as the option or the the platform with the rights to uh, not just Thursday Night Football. Maybe Sunday Night Football is exclusively on Peacock, the NBC streaming app. Maybe Monday Night goes only to ESPN+. Plus. You know, all of these networks, Fox and CBS, they have streaming apps that they're going to try to get off the ground here. And what better way to draw people towards it to get them to pay for your streaming app than saying, hey, you want to watch NFL football, you, you got to buy the app. You got to buy a subscription. Yeah, and like you said, if that's something that uh, you don't like, that's something that you're not really down you with it, used to you it. better get used to yep. it because that's the way that it's going. Um, but again, you know, your original point about how a lot of people in the beginning um, when everything that was going on with Colin Kaepernick and everyone said that they won't watch football anymore. Well, <laughs> apparently somebody's watching because the NFL just continues to make money through their TV rights and um, the TV providers, the, the, you know, that sort of thing that those channels will always pay the money to get the NFL. The NFL is King um, when it really comes down to it. And again, you, you, I mean, you see that when it's what um, the NFL gets $110 billion in TV rights. It's the King in this country. This was I mean, like the least watched Super Bowl in 10 years. And then this deal comes on the heels of it. Like, <laughs> right, you can't right. kill it. You cannot kill you this can, machine. It's, it's also, it's hard to, to compare this past year with COVID, but with the NFL in like week three or week four, and it was the the World Series, it was the Stanley Cup Finals, and it was the NBA Finals all at the same time, and the NFL still outperformed all three of those events. Well, the good news for the Steelers is that the salary cap is going to go way, way up with this deal. Uh, Dale Lawley yesterday speculated when the deal broke that he expects the 2022 cap, not even when this new deal takes place in 2023, but the 2022 salary cap to be at $210 million, which it's at like 182 right now. Yeah, so right. 30 million. That jump, absolutely yeah. explodes. Uh, Andrew Brandt, who does great work for uh, Monday Morning Quarterback and Sports Illustrated, uh, the business side of the NFL said, with this new deal in place uh, in 2023, with $10 billion being shared amongst the NFL teams, each team will get around $300 million in shared <laughs> revenue. The cap won't reach $300 million right away, but you can expect it over the course of those 11 seasons from 2023 to 2033 to get to at least 280, 290 million Mm -hmm. flirting with that $300 million range because teams are getting that and just broadcasting revenue shares, then they should absolutely be able to spend it. And you want this kind of money, this kind of 40% increase in revenue to mainly trickle down to the players. You you want your players to be paid the way that they deserve because Look, let, let, let's be honest here. NBA players who like play five minutes a game get paid more money guaranteed than some stars in yeah. the NFL who are on their like second or third contract. It's just the revenue starts needs to start trickling down more towards the players in the NFL, and I think this TV deal is a, a good step in that direction. Yeah, without question. Like we said, when the NFL is getting $110 billion, you hope that – at some point it's going to start trickling down to, to the players because at the end of the day, um, that's the reason that, you know, people are watching it. Yeah, sure, people watch for the logos too, but at the end of the day, you know, these are the guys that are out there playing for those logos. Um, you hope that that, you know, that trickle down uh, you know, starts happening really soon. Like you said, I do think this is a, a nice step in that direction. Definitely, and there's there's no reason that it shouldn't happen, right? I mean, if the NFL is able to make that much money, the players deserve to make that much money. And – 
I mean, hopefully, you know, greed, people say, gets the best of most people. Hopefully that doesn't happen with the NFL because these players deserve to get paid. And they a lot of guys didn't get paid this year because of the fact that the cap moved down for the first time. And I believe, I think Kellen told us five. Like six, five or six yeah. years. And so a lot of guys didn't get the contract. Case in point, Juju Smith-Schuster did not get paid. He took probably half of what people were saying he was marketed for. Uh, people were saying estimated $16 million and he only got 8 So a lot of guys didn't get paid this year, and they deserve to get that money. Even guys like Juju Smith-Schuster, who we don't talk so highly about on this program, guys like him deserve to get paid, and hopefully they will next year. Another interesting wrinkle in this new deal beyond the Amazon getting Thursday night football exclusive rights, uh, flex scheduling on Monday night football is now a thing. Why, after, though? After week 12. Is, like, what's the point of that? Because the game of the week made sense with Sunday night. How, how does that affect Monday night football? They just want to extract the you next biggest game? You can get trash games out of there and bring in the next biggest game or the third biggest game mm. because as you get down the stretch, I'm sure there's going to be more than just one game that has playoff implications yeah. or uh, matters as far as viewership is concerned. So flex scheduling on Monday night football after week 12 is a thing. Jacob, I think it's a little odd because you're making teams switch days. I think that's very true. That's the one yeah. that I think is the most head scratching, and I'm sure that they're going to have to have a week or two weeks notice before. Oh, yeah, you can't do it. Games. Yeah, but you're going to take a team that's maybe you saw the Steelers not complain about this last year during COVID, but say like, hey, we plan around a bye week, and the bye week got taken mm -hmm. away or moved at the last minute because of another team's outbreak. So I, I don't think you can do that again. No, but teams plan around their Monday night football sure, games that's because true. that's an extra uh, couple days days before that yeah. game, and then it's a short week after that game. Mm -hmm. So, you know, say all of a sudden that the Ravens are playing the Steelers on, on next Sunday, and the Sunday before they were scheduled to play the Packers just by hypothetical. But what if they decide to flex that Packers-Ravens game to Monday Night Football? Then all of a sudden they've got a short week that they weren't expecting to before they play their division rival, the Steelers. Do you right. know what I'm getting at? That's yeah, the you. one thing that I think is a little bit uh, sketchy as far as it's concerned. You could never flex on Thursday Night Football, I don't think. No. no. But well, I was also going to say, what if the team the, the next week is playing on Thursday night? Are, are they exempt from being flexed to the Monday Night game probably. the week like before? They have to be. Yeah, you, have to you can't have do that to exemptions them. like that, yeah. And, and and then what's what's the cutoff? Because we see, I mean, obviously the well, no team can have more than five primetime games in a season. So if you have five primetime games in a season, you can't get flexed again. Well, I just meant, I mean, I mean, we know on Sunday for Sunday night flexes, they usually do that on like the Sunday before at like at the time of the kickoff of the Sunday night game. So with right. Monday. Even though it's a day later, are they going to still say? I'd say you'd have to do it the Sunday before, right? You can't. You can't just say, "Oh, because it's a Monday night game, we get an extra day to decide." Because then you're just giving that team an, less of an extra day to prepare. No, it's definitely an interesting little wrinkle uh, as far as that deal is concerned. But back to real football that matters, and not this money <laughs> no, money nonsense. Because none of us are going to see a cent of this <laughs> crazy 113 billion dollars over 11 seasons deal. Uh, Mitch Trubisky struck his deal with the Buffalo Bills. It's a one-year, $2 million deal for him to go and be the backup to Josh Allen in Buffalo. Uh, as far as the Bills are concerned, I couldn't have asked for anything better, honestly. You didn't have to pay that much money, so it's not like you can even have the criticism of, oh, you should have spent that money elsewhere because you have bigger needs and you have a starting quarterback. What are you spending money on a backup quarterback for? You should fill out that roster to help Josh Allen win now. Can't even say that because it's only one year, $2 million. Right. And 
now you have a better backup than Matt Barkley. You've got a backup that's been to the playoffs, taken his own team to the playoffs twice, won an NFC North division at one point in his career in Chicago, and is still very young. So as far as the Bills are concerned, it's a no-brainer. It's a little odd for Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. Kind of reeks of a like quarterback rehab like Jameis Winston did. But Sean Payton is a much better rehabilitation uh, guy than Sean McDermott at this point, right? I mean, when Jameis yeah, Winston don't know, goes— We don't know about Sean McDermott. But when Jameis yet. Winston goes to New Orleans and you, you spin that quarterback rehab, I'm like, yeah, Sean Payton, great offensive mind, and Drew Brees is a Hall of Fame, one of the GOATs. That's a great situation to get rehabbed in. Whereas Sean McDermott, more of a defensive style of a guy, and Josh Allen is a little too young to be anybody that can be, you know— imparting his wisdom on Mitch Trubisky, he's, he might actually be younger than Mitch Trubisky, and I'd have to look that up, but they're definitely similar in age. And the thing I think, too, that, to that point is that um, McDermott, at least at this point, has only had Josh Allen, right? And, and Allen obviously he's had a— ride or die dude. Yeah, he obviously had a, a really or, good year he, last year. I think he had Terod Taylor for one year, Sean McDermott. Okay. I mean, but before Josh Allen came in. Yeah. But um, he drafted Josh Allen. Yeah, and that was his guy, and that's the, the offense that he molded himself and molded that team around. I think that's something that, um, you know, can – I mean, look, is Mitch Trubisky – at the end of the day, for, for the Bills – Josh like, Allen's two years younger than Mitch Trubisky. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but, I mean, for, for Trubisky, like, it, it doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. But at the same time, um, you know, if something were to happen to Allen, and that's knock on wood for, uh, for, for the Buffalo Allen, Bills, yeah. because if they lose Josh Allen – you know, good luck. But at There's the same no way time, Trubisky's carrying that team. But at the same time, I think he could get, the cause Great. that's an offense that he could thrive. He's in. similar like Josh. Right. Allen. They, they, and not that he is Josh Allen. Allen is just, he's a different animal. He's a bully, but you know, they, they have similar skill sets and, and Trubisky does provide, you know, kind of an X factor because he can run. He's not a great passer by any stretch, but he, he has some intangibles. And I think that would assimilate well, to the type of offense that Buffalo runs because Josh Allen kind of does all those things, except he does it on steroids. You know what I mean? Yeah, he does exactly. it to a he's, bigger degree. He's everything Mitchell Trubisky is, just better. Right, yeah, one hundred in every sense of the word. Mitch better. Trubisky is the poor man's Josh Allen. Yeah, I mean, you, I think you can make that comparison, and I don't think it would be that big of a stretch for that offense um, to kind of run a similar system. I don't think they would have to – um, you know, dumb it down or to put no. kid gloves on it if Trubisky were to play there. No, Trubisky went to the playoff. He won the right. NFC North. Right. And he went 13 and 3 one year. NFC North. 12 kid. and 4. NFC North. Yeah, 12 and 4. You don't need. It. Thank you both of you for <laughs> such astute corrections. Are you like Tony Reales? I got you, bro. Like, but yeah, he's established. He's established yeah. in the league. Maybe yeah. not as a starter, but at least as someone that. He's got experience. It's kind of like when uh, Carr went down for the Raiders last year and Mariota. Mariota, yeah. It's a guy who's been to the playoffs before and led his own team to the playoffs. And Mariota looked great last year as far as backup was concerned. Yeah. And he's going to do that again. He's going to run it back as a backup in, in Las Vegas uh, once again. So. Maybe this is the best thing that can happen for Mitch. I think it's the best thing that can happen for Buffalo. I don't know if it's the best thing that can happen for Mitch because I'm, in my eyes, I think Mitch Trubisky looks at himself as a starting quarterback, and he's basically throwing away if Do you look at himself as one of the 32 best quarterbacks? I think you can, I do. I can, I think I can he's say he's a top best. 32. I mean, we're not talking top 10 or 15 here. He's a top 32 well, That's all guy. it takes to be a starter. Exactly. I think he's the top 32, yeah. So I would say – I don't know why you agreed to that deal. You're not getting paid that much, and you're getting whatever you are getting paid is to sit on the bench. So why are you throwing away a year of your a year of your career when you could be playing somewhere else, starting new? I mean, is it for sure that he did have 
those other offers somewhere. Maybe, maybe yeah, this was not. the only thing he had. Well, once they signed Andy Dalton in Chicago, they said he, Andy Dalton's yeah. our guy, and he r- signed quickly to the Buffalo Bills. And I kind of wonder if maybe he just got a little nervous, didn't want to be floating out there too long without a contract. But I wonder if he would have been patient with it and kind of waited it out. More teams would panic towards the start of the season. And yeah. Realize we need a better starting quarterback and pull Maybe. the trigger on him. Whereas he just kind of took, I think the Bills came in with an offer right away and he saw it as security. That's one year, $2 million right there sure. in my bank. And he took it. Do you think now that he's not on the Bears anymore, that will be looked, that number two overall pick would be looked at as one of the biggest busts in NFL draft oh, history? Without question, but yep. it's because of the guys that were picked after him. Mahomes and Watson. I mean, but in addition to the fact that he never panned out either. I mean, it could have been like, okay, yes, the Houston Texans got Deshaun Watson, and they didn't get Patrick Mahomes, but they still got Deshaun Watson. And the Bears still decided to trade up to get Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, it was a real swing and a miss as far as talent evaluation is concerned. But on the other side of the Mitch Trubisky coin was Chicago. I just don't really like this Matt Nagy guy. I don't understand what he wants out of the quarterback in his offense because we've talked about this before on Steelers standard Mitch Trubisky 12 and four AF NFC North champion. Uh, then they have a little bit of a down year the year after, and then they go eight and eight last year, make the playoffs. The reason they went eight and eight and made the playoffs was because of Mitch Trubisky. They were seven and four or they were seven and three with Mitch Trubisky as the starter. They were one and five with <laughs> Nick Foles as the starter and Nagy moves on from Mitch Trubisky like it was Mitch Trubisky's fault, where as I think Nagy made the wrong move pulling uh, Mitch Trubisky out from the starting job after starting what? Weren't they 4-1 or 5-0 mm-hmm. and to start yeah. the season? I think so. 4-1, so 5-1. what a one. bizarre time to make a quarterback switch, first of all, but I don't think at the time anybody questioned it because Trubisky wasn't looking like a world beater, and Nick Foles you know, still has that magic in people's eyes from him winning the Super Bowl for the Philadelphia Eagles and winning Super Bowl MVP, but... Clearly, it was a downgrade at the position. They go one and five. He couldn't lead the offense like Nick Fol- like Mitch Trubisky could. They switch back to Mitch, and he saves their season and grinds out a playoff appearance for them by getting two more wins and, and getting them to eight and eight. And, and it just – maybe Matt Nagy is a little bitter that he missed out on Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes, and he just can't look at Mitch Trubisky without thinking about at that. Trubisky? He just can't look at him and be like, why can't you be as good as those other two? When in reality, he's been perfectly fine. Chicago's been a playoff team, I think, two of the past three seasons with him. Yeah, I mean, I think we made that point last week. I think you said it too, Tom. Like, what more do you want from Trubisky, right? I mean, you were 4-1 and one at one point this year, and then when you decided, uh, oh, bleep, um, you know, Foles isn't what we thought, and we're in dire straits here to make the playoffs, we got to play Trubisky again. He gets you there. Um, you know, what What more do you want? And as you said, they, were, they went to the playoffs They twice. were a trick play from – really making that Saints game interesting in yeah. the playoffs, mm-hmm. too. I mean, they didn't exactly have a chance to win, but I don't think they got blown out like most people expected. If Drew Brees is throwing that that pass on that trick play, that's game over. Really? Drew Brees can't throw the ball more than three yards. That's what I'm saying. Oh, you're, okay. talking about the, you're talking about the Saints-Jameis Winston trick play, right? No, 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 no. I'm talking about the Bears trick play. Remember when they ran the trick play that – was dropped in the end zone. Wide, oh, o- wide open pass right. would have tied the football game, I'm and the Bears that. receiver okay. completely dropped it. 
I mean, they're they're that play away from tying that football game at 10, 10 apiece and it being a real, real competition. Because mm-hmm. Whereas the Saints were just kind of able to salt it away where the Bears' offense didn't really have any threats. Well, maybe this is an argument against Mitch Trubisky when you have sure. to go to the trick play to get the offense going. But still, they were in that game. It wasn't like they were some like team that we all expected to get blown out because they were, and they didn't. It, I don't know if they were in that game. It, the score may have been not so indicative of how close the game actually was. That's fair. And it was a tough Saints defense for Mitch Trubisky to have to right. go against. Also, the confidence of this poor kid. I mean, to be, be 5-0 and yeah. or 5-1, and one, start shot. the season like there and get benched, that never happens. And you're 26 years old. It's not like you're old and showing signs of being aged. It just, it's bizarre. And even in the offseason before that, when they bring in Nick Foles, you're probably sitting there thinking, what the heck? I'm 25 years old. I'm the franchise quarterback. And not only that, and then you get benched, and then the team calls upon you to get them back to the playoffs. You you do do that, and then three months later, you don't have a job, and you're back up all of a sudden. I mean, wh- wh- where is that guy's confidence? I think that's a great point. Like, I know I wouldn't have much confidence at that point if I'm Mitch Trubisky. Um, you know, you do all that, you get to the playoffs multiple times, and then you're looking for a job, and all of a sudden you're Josh Allen's backup. Not a bad place to land, but still, man, that's that's not easy. What would your thoughts be if the Steelers made a move one year, $2 million for Mitch Trubisky to come in, sit behind Ben this season, see how he does in practices. Maybe Ben gets hurt and he has to step in for a couple games uh, and then re-evaluating, re-signing him after that one year, $2 million, and you have a lot of money to do so because Ben is probably going to retire. It's an interesting thought. Uh, it's a guy who is 26 years old right now, so he would probably be around 28 before he would actually start for the Pittsburgh Steelers if they did go this route. And, hey, maybe they still can go this route because he could be a free agent next, next year, year when the Steelers sure. have a ton of cap space, and maybe they look at Mitch Trubisky to be the starter for at least a bridge year for them to be competitive before they draft their next franchise quarterback. So I think it would have been an interesting move for the Steelers to maybe kick the tires on. Yeah. Um, it's it's here's the thing though, and you can't blame the Steelers at all for this. It, it's a move that is so good in hindsight because you now with the knowledge that he made one year two million dollars, yeah, that's yeah. when it's like, yeah, that's a great deal. Like I wish the Steelers would have done that, but when he's on the open market, you just don't know what he's going to command. Maybe he's going to be a year for ten million dollars because he's a quarterback after all, with uh, uh, experience going to the playoffs. So. In hindsight, yeah, I would have loved the Steelers to make the deal, but no one could have foreseen maybe him even becoming mm-hmm. available as fast as he did or being as cheap or taking a deal as cheap as he or did. Or even being a backup at that point. I don't know if anybody Yeah, no had one that. knew if he wanted to be a backup. Right. So what do you think then, what deal will he get next year, this time next year? Well, I think it really depends. If he doesn't play it down, he might just get forgotten and find another cheap one-year, $4 million deal or something like mm-hmm. that. If Josh as a Allen, backup or a starter, though? That's, where it, gets, that's yeah. where it gets hairy. Probably as a backup with a chance to win the starting job in camp. If he has to step in for Josh Allen and he wins three or four games All and of plays a sudden, well in those three or four games, then you're looking at the number one quarterback on the free agent market mm-hmm. next year. It's just that's how up and down it can go. Right. Uh, no question, and again, I think not that that if you're if you're his teammate, if you're Josh Allen's teammate, you're hoping for him to go down. But that would be the best case scenario for Trubisky. But the, the thing is, too, you would have to be you know good. You would have to win a couple games. Like the perfect marriage would be Josh Allen goes down in the middle of the year. Trubisky comes in and wins three games, looks good doing it. Josh Allen comes back and is perfectly healthy yeah. the rest of the year and makes the playoffs. Trubisky gets what he wants because he's got a little tryout for a couple games, shows that he can win when he's got a good team around him. 
and Josh Allen and the Bills get what they want because you want Josh Allen right, in the playoffs. Right. right, you don't want Trubisky in the playoffs. I understand that. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the point that we're saying here, like, I do think Mitch Trubisky is one of the 32 best quarterbacks in the world. I do believe that. So it is kind of surprising. But, again, who knows what the market was and with the cap being what it is this year, um, I'm sure he's hoping, hey, next year, if I get my shot, I got to make the most of it. But next year, the cap is going to boom for everybody. So hopefully I can get a deal and, and it's something that, um, you know, I can live with and it's something that maybe, you know, I can I can start for another team. Yeah, and it's a calculated risk that you take because yeah. There, oh, yeah. there is that fear that you fall below the depth chart and never get a chance to get in for the Bills and you kind of get forgotten about. And then you're starting to really flirt with becoming a career backup. Becoming you're becoming a, a Ryan Fitzpatrick. Man. Maybe he is the next Ryan Fitzpatrick. He might be. I mean, he Except really... Ryan Fitzpatrick, I, I like when Ryan Fitzpatrick goes to a team. But and... that's the thing. Ryan Fitzpatrick, when he was 25 sure, years old, you probably didn't yeah. like it when he went to another <laughs> team. But when Mitch Trubisky's in his mid-30s, maybe he develops into a guy with some confidence. He's been around the league for so long that nothing can really shake him, and he becomes that typical journeyman uh, guy. But as of right now, Interesting move for the Bills, and I I hope it works out for both of them. But it's you got to also wonder if there's other teams out there. I said the Steelers one year two million dollars to be a backup. There's got to be some other teams out there that need a starting quarterback that were like, well, crap, why didn't we take this right. flyer? Why, like Washington football team jumps to mind right away. Like if I was the Washington football team, I would even pay him one year five million dollars and say, hey, just come in and compete with Fitzpatrick for us. Mm -hmm. Like that's the thing I would be throwing out there. Fitzpatrick got ten million dollars a year. What do you think <laughs> about Houston? I know they just signed Tyrod Taylor. That's another. That's another perfect like scenario I just laid out. You bring Trubisky in on four or five million dollars a year, and you say, hey, compete with Tyrod Taylor for the job. And knowing Tyrod Taylor's luck, Mitch Trubisky would have probably won that starting <laughs> job. Am I wrong? I mean, that? no, but I also bring it up because of the Deshaun Watson storylines that are now starting to circulate. It, it doesn't look like even by his own wishes that Houston may just want to part ways with him just to get rid of those stories that are well, surrounding him. The league might him. just suspend him. Yeah, so that too. He might not even be able to play that too in this season. But so. yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I think there are a lot of other teams out there who are still looking for their next starting quarterback who are now probably kicking themselves for they not get getting in on, in on it. Yeah. That's going to do it for this episode of Steelers Standard. Thank you, as always, for listening to us on Steelers Nation Radio or Steelers.com. Download, subscribe to the podcast at Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and I want to get this in before we leave. Don't forget to go online at Steelers.com or on the Steelers app and vote for who you think should be in the Hall of Honor class. You have until April 9th to make your nominations, and then the committee will decide who will be the 2021 members of the Pittsburgh Steelers Hall of Honor. Don't forget to do that. It's important that your voice is heard on that. It's also important that you hear our voices on every Steelers standard episode. And for Jacob Brecht and Kellen Gursky, I'm Tom Opperman. We'll talk to you next time.